Hello and welcome back to Coco Sleep, a podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Before we begin, I'd like to welcome some new members of the Coco Club. Drumroll, please. Welcome Lily Rose, Logan, Elliot, Fiachra, Harriet, Quinn, Alison, and Harold. We're so happy that you all enjoy our little podcast so much you've decided to subscribe. And we have a special one for all of you tomorrow. Hector and Sonny are visiting the land of Nod, a dreamy land where snoozle-woozles roam. I think you'll all love it, especially you, Logan. A little birdie tells me Hector and Sonny are your favourite. <laughs> now back to tonight. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. I wonder how many of you have seen the title of this episode and are now expecting a story about a fruit. Well, you're in for a surprise. The word kiwi is a homonym, which means it's a word with two meanings. And whilst I love a kiwi fruit, we're actually going to be hearing all about a very special and unusual bird called the kiwi, who is small, flightless, has a great sense of smell and lives in a burrow. This tale has, in fact, been inspired by some lovely Coco Club members living in New Zealand who reached out to us to request a story specifically about a kiwi bird. Jessica, Mateo, and Marla and Rosie too, thank you for your support. I really hope you enjoy this little story all about Tia, a fuzzy little kiwi living in a forest in your homeland. Tia has always wondered what it would be like to fly. With some help from the birds and animals around her, she embarks on an exciting adventure to see the world from up high. This is The Kiwi Who Dreamed of the Sky by Susanna McLaughlin. In a vast green forest, on a little island far away in a shining ocean, lived a little bird named Tia. Tia wasn't just any bird. She was a kiwi. Kiwis are about the size of a small chicken, with plump, pear-shaped bodies covered in fuzzy, tufty, grey-speckled fur. They're very cuddly little things that look like pom-poms, perched atop two little stilt-like legs. They have long, thin beaks, perfect for poking in holes and nibbling seeds. But what makes the kiwi bird the most unusual is that they don't have any wings. They don't fly, you see, preferring to toddle around in the underbrush, finding the nuts and fruits that tumble from the tallest trees. Tia was an exceptionally feathery kiwi, which is really saying something. She was like a ball of fluff, with two kind brown eyes and a smiling beak, and exceptionally large feet. 
She used these to run, whizzing around the forest at night, singing as she went. She was a little explorer, running from bush to bush, seeking other birds and creatures to play with. She had been raised under a tall fern tree in the heart of the forest, and once she became fully grown and left the burrow, she'd begun to explore further. She would tootle about the clearing at first, nervously darting from behind her mum's legs and smelling all the new smells of the rainforest. Little by little, with support from her mum, Tia became braver and more adventurous, and soon she was old enough to put on her sun hat and head out on her own explorations. Now, Tia had gotten to know every inch of the forest. She would dig a new burrow every day with her strong feet, snoozing through the sunlight hours. She would emerge at dusk to explore new clearings, marvelling at the growth of the saplings, nibbling at the offerings of the towering trees, watching the stars, or dancing her splish-splash dance in the rain. The stars were amazing in the forest. You could see so many of them between the trees that the whole sky glowed misty white. Sometimes Tia would plop down on her round bottom and look for shapes in the constellations. At forest school, when she was a child, she had been too busy learning about the trees, flowers, and delicious foods of the rainforest to learn about the constellations all the way up in the sky. So she'd made up her own, spotting patterns in the stars for herself. There was a crescent-shaped cluster to the east that she thought looked like a dolphin jumping from the water. One to the south that she thought twisted into the twirly-whirly shape of a fern's new leaf, and one right overhead that was round and friendly-looking that she thought was a kiwi, just like her. The forest offered Tia endless opportunities to play. The ground was covered with spongy moss to bounce on and crisscrossed with rocky paths, which made perfect racetracks. There were sparkling waterfalls to swim in and birds to chatter with. She loved talking to all kinds of birds, even the Tuis, who she could barely understand. The Tuis have gleaming dark feathers that shimmer in beautiful jewel tones in the moonlight, and the smartest little ball of white feathers tucked under their chins. They are very sophisticated-looking birds, but they talk in the most unusual robotic voices, babbling and burbling to each other, with whistles and crackles between their words. Tia barely knew what they were talking about, but she would giggle along with them anyway, enjoying their funny company. The forest was so big, it seemed endless to Tia, especially since the trees were so very tall. The tallest palm trees and fan-like ferns seemed to tower so far above her head that Tia felt tiny tucked up in her little burrow. 
She would zoom around from clearing to clearing all night and spend her days snoozing underground, enjoying the warm sun that trickled into her cosy spot in the undergrowth. One day, Tia awoke with a yawn, opening her beak wide and stretching her feathers. She blinked a few times and emerged into the dusk, whilst the rest of the forest was winding down for bedtime. Above her, a tui bird was perched on a branch, singing his funny song. Tia called up a cheery hello. The tui looked down at her and wished her a good evening. He said she had caught him just as he was about to take his nighttime flight before he settled down in his nest for sleep. At least, Tia thought that was what he said. Tia beamed up at him. The stars must look amazing from up there. Can you say hello to the constellations for me? There's a kiwi up there who I sometimes talk to, but I'm not sure she can hear little me chattering from all the way down here. The Tui giggled and said he would, spreading his gleaming wings and soaring into the sky, until all Tia could see was the little white tuft on his neck disappearing amongst the stars. Tia sank down onto the soil and wondered what the Tui must see from up there. He could probably see the whole forest stretched far and wide over the hills towards the sea. Maybe he could see the town where the people live, and the sea, and mountains beyond. Tia closed her eyes and imagined it. If only she could take a flight too and see the world from the sky. Even humans could fly in the little metal contraptions she saw soaring overhead from time to time. Why couldn't the kiwi? Tia knew who she could ask. She called out for her friend Nico, who lived at the foot of a tall and spindly palm tree, in the next clearing to the one she found herself in. She let out a calling of, Kiwi! Kiwi! and soon heard heavy little feet padding through the undergrowth towards her. Nico was an old kiwi who had lived in the forest since long before Tia was born. She often came to him with questions such as this one. Nico had the sparkle of wisdom in his eye, and his fur was greyer than most, so Tia knew his answers were always right. Why can't kiwis fly? she asked Nico. Nico explained to Tia that many, many years ago, a very brave and honourable kiwi had given up his right to fly in order to look after the forest floor. And this is why kiwis had no wings. Tia puffed her chest in pride. She was very good at looking after the forest floor. She was proud of having no wings, 
Besides, who needed wings when you could run as fast as her? But she would love to see what the other birds could see from the sky. Nico smiled wisely. You don't need wings to see the world from the sky, Tia, he said. Think of the parrots who live in the mountains. Yes, they can soar on the wind, but their very favorite view of the world is from the comfort of their nests on the mountaintops, where your feet could be firmly on the ground as you look out at the world below you. Tia thought for a moment. But how would I get up the mountains without wings? She asked Nico. Nico chuckled. With your sturdy, speedy feet, of course, he told her. He told Tia to wait for a moment and retreated to his burrow, nestled behind a kawakawa bush. She heard the ruffling of paper and a couple of thuds from within his burrow as Nico searched through his belongings. He was muttering to himself as he searched. Eventually, Tia heard the aha, which meant Nico had found what he was looking for. Tia saw Nico's long beak emerge from the bushes, followed by his furry body. He was clutching a roll of parchment between his toes. He rolled it out and Tia took in the markings. She pointed to a sketch of trees. That's the forest, she said. And a swathe of blue. That's the ocean. She pointed to a collection of houses. That's the town and a big, jagged mountain range. There they are. Nico nodded. Follow the map, he said, and you'll be able to see the view from the sky, too. And do say hello to the friends you meet along the way. There's a lot of friendly, feathery folk out there, and some not so feathery, too. Tia smiled. She was no stranger to missions and quests, but this would be the first to lead her out of the forest. Tia stretched her legs, put on her beige bucket hat, and packed some berries and the map into her adventure bag. She strapped her bag across her body and wished Nico a good evening as she headed off on her adventure. For a long while, Tia ambled through the quiet of the forest, past the trickling creek and through the greenest moss. It was a warm, calm evening, and she smiled and whistled to herself as she went. She hopped across the waterfall pool from stone to stone and weaved between the prehistoric-looking ferns and the wide, smooth trunks of cowrie trees. She took a couple of detours, following funny sounds and friendly birds, 
and stopping for a quick bite to eat with a fluffy little bat. But after a long night, a day's nap, and another evening, Tia reached the edge of the forest. Before her stretched hilly fields and a long, winding country road. She walked through the long grass beside the road, pausing to chat with some friendly cows. They had curly fur in dark amber and black, with stripes of white across their bellies, and they blinked their long eyelashes and munched sleepily on the grass below their feet. The cows mooed low hellos to Tia and plodded over to the fence to greet her. They thought it was unusual to see a kiwi outside of the forest. The cows lowered their big heads and pricked their wide furry ears as Tia explained to them her mission. Many of the cows had visited the foothills of the mountains, spending sleepy summer days grazing on the long, dry mountain grass, but they'd never been in the forest. The grass there wasn't so green and delicious, and this was what cows valued above all else. Tia explained the variety of nuts and seeds they had in the forest, and she offered the cows some to try, but they kindly shook their big heads, insisting nothing could be more delicious to them than fresh, dewy grass. They wished Tia a happy journey and watched her with their big brown eyes as she scuttled away, heading towards the mountain. Before long, Tia reached the town. It was quiet and dark, and Tia stopped her whistling, enjoying the sleepy air and not wanting to wake anyone snoozing nearby. All the humans would be asleep by now, tucked up tight in their beds. As she wandered through the town, she met a little fantail who just couldn't sleep. The tiny fairy-like bird with the fanning peacock-like tail was flitting from left to right, twirling and fluttering from hedge to hedge, branch to branch. She danced on the breeze around Tia's head, inviting her to play chase through the gardens. Tia whizzed after the little bird, giggling and chuckling as she continuously evaded her grasp. Tia jumped into the air, trying to tag the little bird, but she always expertly flitted out of reach at the very last minute. Soon, the two collapsed into the grass, grinning at one another. Once she'd caught her breath, the fantail said goodnight to Tia and flew away to her nest. Tia continued on her journey, weaving from garden to garden, rustling through the bushes, smelling sweet tropical flowers here and there. She paused on the lawn at one house, looking up at a particularly tasty-smelling bird feeder. As she stood there, 
gazing up at the delicious seeds hanging way overhead, a light clicked on. She stood in the grass, enjoying its warm glow, and before long, two children came to the window, peeking out at her with excited smiles. Two dogs soon followed, pressing their noses against the glass. Tia gave them a friendly smile and squeaked a kiwi, and they waved back happily. A few gardens down, Tia noticed some fruit hanging from a trellis overhead. It grew on a twisting vine, and as she watched, one fell and rolled to her feet. Tia inspected the fruit with wonder. It was brown and fuzzy, and looked rather familiar. In fact, it looked just like her. She gave it a nibble with her beak, and found bright green tangy flesh dotted with sour black seeds. It was delicious, and she savoured the fruit, saying a thank you into the air intended for their gardener. She ate half of the slightly squashed fruit and put the rest in her satchel for later. After the delicious snack, she laid out on her back for a short while and poked her feet in the air, giving them a rest after they'd carried her so far. She looked at the map as she lay there. She wasn't far from the mountains now. As the sun began to rise, she could see them glistening in the distance. This made her too excited for her usual nap, and she put her sun hat on her head and set off on the path towards the sky. As she left the town, she crossed a creek. On the bank, enjoying the morning rays, laid a dragon, at least Tia thought it was a dragon. The creature had leathery green skin and gleaming eyes and a wide smile. It was a toothless, friendly smile. Small white spikes went down the ridge of his back and along his wide pointed tail. He had wide splayed feet and he barely moved stretched out on his belly, totally relaxed. Tia flopped down beside him and wished him a good morning. He wished her a good morning in return. He spoke very slowly, as if in slow motion, and moved his head slowly to smile at her. He introduced himself as Tua, and said it was short for Tuatara. Tia introduced herself and complimented him on his impressive name. He inquired about her journey. When Tia told him that she had come from the forest, Tua smiled. So, you know Nico, the wise old kiwi of the forest. Tia nodded and told him proudly that Nico was a good friend of hers. 
Tua told her that Nico had passed this way many years ago on an adventure, wearing a funny hat and a little satchel just like her. Tia wasn't surprised. Kiwis were an adventurous sort. Tua told her that Nico had been coming down the mountain when they met, and that he told Tua that he had made friends with an alpine parrot who had shown him the way. He told Tia that all she needed to do to call the bird was coo, kia, into the air. That was how the alpine parrots called to one another. Tia thanked Tua and gave him the remainder of the tangy green fruit from her satchel, which he accepted happily. He told Tia that the humans called these kiwi fruit, as they looked so much like the little bird. Tia was tickled pink to learn that the humans loved kiwi birds so much that they dedicated such a delicious fruit to them. Tua munched the kiwi fruit contentedly as he waved Tia off onto the path that led up the mountain. Before long, Tia found herself padding up the path into the clouds. She was so excited that she skipped and hopped every other step for a while, skipping and hopping more and more often until she eventually burst into a run. She looked like a cloud herself, whizzing along the path towards the sky. She weaved through the feet of a couple of hikers in a blur of feathers. Before long, Tia was in the shelter of tall pine trees, hopping over rocks and roots and brushing past shrubs. The little kiwi stopped, panting in the shade of a fern. She could tell that she was high up here, but all she could see was trees. She looked this way and that, but all she saw was trees. Where was the sky? She needed some special help. She threw back her head and whistled a kia. And before she knew it, a beautiful parrot soared into the clearing. She was feathered in gleaming green, with flashes of vibrant orange underneath each wide wing. She had a hooked beak, the top curling around the bottom, which gave her a cute little smile, adding to the kindness in her green eyes. She swooped down and introduced herself as Kia. I thought you were Nico, but you're much fluffier and much less silver-haired, Kia said. Tia introduced herself and they shook talons. Kia said she was very pleased to meet Tia, and Tia agreed. Kia and her friends lived in the mountains, swooping from peak to peak, playing games with hikers and trying to nibble on their snacks when they weren't looking. 
Kier had the strongest, most beautiful wings, which Tia looked at in awe. You're so lucky you can fly, Tia said. Well, you're lucky to have such strong feet, Kier replied. How far you must have climbed to get here. And you're lucky to be small enough to forage in the undergrowth. You must get the most delicious berries of all. Anyway, you're about to see the world from on high too. It's just this way. Kia led Tia through the trees, swooping through the air ahead of her, until they reached the very peak of the mountain. Just a few steps more, Kia said, and you'll reach the tippy top of the mountain. Tia thanked Kia with a dazzling smile, and the parrot spread her wings and took off to the sky. It was breathtaking. Tia's home lay spread out beneath her, underneath wisps of white cloud. Ahead of her was the sky, bright blue and vaster than Tia had ever imagined. The forest spread out far into the distance, an endless carpet of green treetops and hills rippled in the land beyond. The sea sparkled in the distance, and the town looked tiny from here, like the little ant villages in the forest. Tia now knew why her home was called Land of the Long White Cloud. The island expanded in wisps in the sky blue of the ocean. Tia the kiwi didn't need to fly. No view could be better than this. She plopped down on her bottom and slumped back for a nap. You couldn't do that whilst flying. When she awoke, it was dusk, and the sky had begun to darken with smudges of pink and orange. Before long, the stars came out to twinkle in the sky. The dolphin constellation was visible first, and then the fern, and then the kiwi, right overhead. Tia gazed up at her and smiled. Maybe she was close enough now for the kiwi in the stars to hear her. Kiwi, she cooed in greeting. And, to her surprise, a response was sung out in the night. Not from above, but from behind her. Tia propped herself up and turned, just as someone emerged from the bush behind her. It was another kiwi, 
feathers all ruffled and messy, with his own adventure hat, which was similar to a cowboy hat in style, but made in the softest blue felt. He had a satchel slung over his shoulder too, with his own map and snacks bursting from the pockets. He bounded over to Tia and plopped down at her side. Who needs to fly? he said merrily, looking out at the view. When you're adventurous and strong like a kiwi, Tia agreed. Our feet can take us anywhere, and we get to meet everyone who crosses our path. Tia and her new friend gazed down on the world, pointing out the forest, amazed by how far they had come and about how much they had yet to explore.